0: I'm moving rapidly and trying not to take too much time talking because I want to give Uncle Steve all the time that he needs to be able to minister in whatever way he feels like he needs to minister this morning. So, without any further ado, Uncle Steve, it's been such a blessing. Dr. Stephen List, Uncle Steve, to have you with us. And uh, always just love how the Lord ministers and moves through you. And thank you for your willingness to be faithful to him. Bless you. Love you. I need to make sure you're on. Am I on? on. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor David. I was just sitting there uh, remembering your pastor many years ago in Africa when he was just a young, blonde-headed little boy running around. And uh, he would uh, run around and he would fold his arms like this. I don't know if he still does it. But he would fold his arms like this, and he'd stand there, and he'd look at you, and he's trying to figure out, what are you going to be doing? What's going on? And uh, I would say to myself, I'd love to look into that little brain of his as it's click, 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 putting things together. And uh, I, I'm just amazed at how God has directed his life and the wonderful wife that God has had prepared for him even before she was born forth, God had hand, His hand on her and united you two together. And so it's, uh, it's, and then to see the offspring, right? they're grandparents. Enjoy being grandparents. I don't know about you, but I, we have 10 grandchildren. We lost one uh, 17-year-old beautiful daughter. Uh, she drowned uh, just about almost two years ago and uh that was quite a tragic thing that happened to us but i know one thing that she's with the lord and uh we've got uh, all the rest of the grandkids striving to meet her one day in glory it's a wonderful being here my wife sends her greetings she has not rested since i've left home uh she's been she said she said i've been on the phone for hours uh, people have been calling and she's been counseling and uh, things are uh, wonderful things have been happening and uh so th- everybody's been coming over to the house her friends it's amazing when i get ready to leave uh how her friends from out of town will call and they'll say uh you haven't left yet i said no i've got two more days oh well, i was coming down tomorrow to kind of hang out with your wife, and my my wife, she enjoys that so much. She's got so much ministry in her revelation that comes forth, and so we're a good team together. <clears throat> and she picks and chooses where she goes with me overseas, and uh, I couldn't go some places she goes. She has such a compassion for people. I was looking at uh, the place we were staying, a hotel in Unga in india and i saw her in a rickshaw with the pastor's wife and they were going down this dirt road and they were going to the hospital and there in india they don't feed you in the hospital your family has to bring food to you to feed you and she went into the hospital and the pastor's wife that she was with could not get over how she would reach over there and hug every one of those ladies and kiss them on the cheek and hold them and pray into their into their lives that's the compassion she has and i just want you to pray for her continue uh as god uses her looking forward uh to this next month of october uh pastor dave and mike will be down with me and along with a couple of the brothers in Colombia, south america and i believe that god's going to sow a seed from this church into columbia by the spirit of god as they minister and there's going to be a connection with them and you here so praise the lord it's exciting serving the lord jesus christ it's not dull every day is different every walk with god is unique and I just uh, am so excited to be in the house of the Lord. As, I was, as we were in worship, the Lord said, said that this house, get ready for an upward thrust of the Spirit of God, of your influence reaching out into other cities, other communities, other nations around the world. And God is going to bring back into your presence those testimonies, those witnesses, into your house here. So get ready for an expansion of the things of the kingdom of God. These are good days. Praise the Lord. Good days. No matter what the news says, no matter what politics is going on, God still reigns. (laughs) Hallelujah. He still reigns throughout the earth. We're seeing around the world one of the greatest increases of souls that we've ever seen in the history of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thousands and millions coming to know Jesus Christ. And I'm excited to see that harvest of souls coming into the kingdom. David and I, we were down in Cuba. Remember in Cuba? And I I was just reminiscing this morning. uh, I remember speaking in Havana at a church in Havana. And uh, the place was packed. And I mean, you couldn't hardly get down from the front to the back because there's so many people chock-a-block. And even on the roof of the building, people were sitting up there. They couldn't see the speaker, but they could hear. And so every Sunday, they rotate. The ones up top come underneath. And I remember as I was speaking, and used the word, there's healing in the midst of us. And God has your healing for you reach out and receive it. And during that service, there was a commotion in the very back, which was actually was right on the sidewalk because they just opened the the building up and uh, it's on the sidewalk. And this lady was just almost hysterical. But we went ahead and finished the message and and so on. After the service, the ladies, I talked with them and the pastor. And all of a sudden... She said, whoa, I'm so sorry. I made a a big scene. And and the pastor said, what was it about? He said, when when Brother Stephen made the statement, there's healing in the midst, reach out and grab it and receive it. She said, I saw those words coming at me from the front of the church. And she said, I reached out with my hand and grabbed it and applied it to my neck. What happened? She had a cancerous growth on her neck. She said about the size of a golf ball. And as she put her hand on that growth, it disappeared. And a friend sitting beside her just went bonkers. Because they saw it disappear. I want you to know there's healing in the midst right now. There's healing in the house. The glory of the Lord is in the house. You've invited him. You've worshiped him. And as we worship him, he enters in. He delights to dwell among those who glorify his name. So I want you to know there's everything that you need here in the house of the Lord to receive encouragement, financial blessing, healing, Everything that you have, just reach out to him. Praise the Lord. He's in our midst. We're living in such a time of fulfillment of prophecy. It's amazing. It's so rapidly being fulfilled around the world. I was just uh, sitting watching television the other day, my wife and I, which we we don't do a lot of that, but um, of how when the president made the move, the embassy, from Tel Aviv, the American embassy, to Jerusalem. That was prophetic. You see, God can use a person, may not be just a saint or righteous as we say today, but God will use whoever he wants to use to bring about fulfillment of prophecy. And that move from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem was really prophetic from the word of God. Establishing what God had decreed. And I want you to know, there is a move of God that's coming and is beginning to break forth around the world like I've never seen in all my years of traveling around the world. The harvest is ripe and it is coming into the kingdom like we've never known before. You're going to experience more and more a prophetic move in your life because of God's timing. I want to talk to you from uh, the, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 26, concerning... What do we do when a prophetic word is given? I'm reminded a few days ago when an evangelist by the name of Smith Wigglesworth prophesied many years ago before I was we were not even in our mother's womb but yet he spoke over my father and mother who were not married that they would become married and they would have children and that they, they, those children would carry the gospel into many nations around the world and their children. And I'm looking at one right here. David List is a fulfillment of a prophetic word given by a name by the man Smith Wigglesworth. You're not here by chance. You're here by divine purpose. And you think you are a mistake? No, you're not a mistake. You are the purpose of God. And what God has declared over you, it will come to pass, and God's prophetic word will pull you to its fulfillment. Notice in the first chapter, verse 26, I have the question asked me, How do we know, uh, what do we do when when a prophetic word is given to us? It says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, verse 26, was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Notice that the angel was sent by God to a location in Israel, as we know today, to the correct address. It is so important to understand that God knows everything about you. He even knows your name and your location. This is a moment of prophetic fulfillment that's going to cast forth in this ministry Because the words that have been spoken over the years by your former pastor and now your pastor David and now by those who come into the house of the Lord, those words have not dissipated. They have not faded into the woodwork. They are hovering in the moment right now for them to come forth and be birthed in you. Notice Mary, the young Maiden was busy about her chores and in life. And all of a sudden, what was on her mind? Getting married. I imagine she was talking to her cousins, Elizabeth and others, and as she was talking about, getting excited. Because the announcement had gone out that Joseph and her were going to be a couple. They were going to be married. I want you to know, not only in the natural atmosphere, but in the spiritual atmosphere, the announcement goes forth in the heavenlies. God's plan and God's purpose for you. And from time to time, God will reveal to others who walk in the propheticness that they will identify that call of God or the purpose of God in your life. So you don't have to stop and sit down and do nothing for God to move. God will move in the midst of your life's cycle. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter how frustrated you are. That does not hinder God's plan and purpose in your life. All hell may be breaking loose. But that does not intimidate what God has declared. You don't have to become so righteous for God to reveal himself and move in your life. You hear what I'm talking about? My wife just told me last night she said she said, "Honey, I got a call from 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 a a, a relative, a little girl in prison." My nephew Randy's daughter said she's been serving a, a I think six months in prison for drugs and things like that. She said she's got gloriously saved in prison. And she was just weeping on the phone. And she said, she was just weeping. And she said, I I, I got gloriously saved. Her dad kept calling me and said, Is there any hope for my daughter? I said, Randy, just turn her loose into the hands of God. Stop, trying to, stop, stop tr- trying to stand between God and her. Step to the side and let God begin to reach out into her. Because of our love, sometimes we stand in between God and them. You hear what I'm talking about? And many times we cry, oh, let me carry that ache and that hurt. No, there comes a time when they need to feel that. I remember my daughter, oldest daughter one day, she was uh, when she was a teenager, and, and, and I was trying to protect her from life and, and the pitfalls of life. And she just graduated from high school, and I was trying to, you know, a, as a papa, protect her. <laughs> now, honey, watch out for this. You know, w- You know, all those things. And she looked at me one day and she said, Dad, I know that you love me to death. She said, but she said, you got to let me loose. And I'm going to make some mistakes and I'm going to hurt and I'm going to cry. But I've got to walk through it like you walk through it. You can't carry my hurts. You can't stop me tripping up. But she looked at me and she said, there's a God that walked with you. Is the same God that's watching over me. You hear what I'm talking about? This is a word for someone in the midst. You've been standing between God and them. And God's saying, step aside now. (laughs) Step aside and let me (laughs) do the work in them. Notice Mary was, was about her business. God's going to pour out his spirit in this fellowship in such a way when everything is not perfect. Because he's God. He did not choose to walk on the Sea of Galilee when the waves were were flat and the wind was calm. He decided to walk on a storm. And in that storm, he made it calm. God will walk in the center of your life when there's chaos going on. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes coming to church, the kids are not ready and everything, all hell breaks loose and somebody cuts in front of you and almost have a wreck and you come to church and your nerves are all uptight and all of a sudden you're just like, oh man, and all of a sudden, but you get into the place of worshiping the Lord and the Lord opens a bucket of glory upon you. It's not about you being worthy. It's about just being obedient, being in his presence. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Notice what the, the angel of God, Gabriel, was sent by God with a divine message. He went to the right place and the right time and the right circumstances. What you think is not the right circumstances is the right circumstance with God. God will challenge you in the most unlikely place, in the most unlikely time. This may seem funny to you, but I got a call sometime back, and this brother said, he said, Brother Steve, he said, I was seeking God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and he said, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I said, where was it, in church? No, he said, sitting on the toilet. He said, I was just sitting on the toilet. And he said, all of a sudden, I said, Lord, I'm tired of this. I wasn't about And he said, I don't know how. He said, I don't know how long I sat on that toilet. But he said, it was heaven in there. <laughs> 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 you see, so don't, don't try to put God in a box. Don't try to put him in, in, in handcuffs to him. Notice the angel came with a divine message. When a prophetic word comes to you, it is coming at the right moment, at the right time, when you think it is not. He came to that right address. He came to Mary's house in the midst of her busyness. And that's what I love about God. He will give us his word when we are not in the right frame mind, of mind. I remember a number of years ago, my wife and I were watching television, and in the nation of Fiji in South Pacific Islands, they were having an overthrow of the government, a rebellion in, among the army, and people were, were killed, and buildings burnt, and, and, and there was... Uh, Fighting going on. <clears throat> and what was amazing, seven years prior to that, an evangel- a prophet by the name of Bob Jones called me up one day and he said, Stephen, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 4 and 5, the Lord is said to tell you that you will go to a nation you do not know and you will call that nation to repentance and it will come to you and repent. Well, it came, it lodged in my head, I didn't worship it, I didn't pursue it, I said, okay God, it's your endaba, it's your problem, you said it, there's nothing I can do to get ready for it. I want you to know, when God speaks a prophetic word to you, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. If God's given you a promise for your children, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Don't worry it into existence. Don't fret it into existence. Don't get all worked up over it. What God has declared, he will bring it to pass. Because he knows how to pursue them. Not from the love of a mother's heart or a father's heart. But he pursues them as God who made all things. And I remember when that word was given, I, 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 I didn't reject it. I said, okay, because I was traveling in other, many countries around the world. And, and I thought, and, and that word lodged in me. My wife and I were sitting watching on television the, the atrocities that was going on in that nation. And all of a sudden, about 10 o'clock at night, there was a knock on the door. And it was raining outside in September. And my wife looked at me she said, Honey, I think you need to go answer that. And I thought, who would be coming at this time of the night? And as I went to the door, I opened the door, and there were three big black men shivering. And I knew they were not from Africa. And they said, Are you Stephen List? I said, Yes. They said, Well, we are from the nation of Fiji. God has sent us to ask you to come to our nation. It's in turmoil. My wife, she said, honey, invite them in. (laughs) I was just kind of flabbergasted. And they came in and they were just like, and they were drying off and shivering because they came from a hot climate to Seattle at that time of the year and they had tears running down their face and they were big guys they weren't small they were because among those people the bigger you are the the, the more you're respected and the, and it means that you you're rich so if you if they have a wife they want her to be husky <laughs> so if you're not married you got a lot of candidates wanting you in fiji <laughs> And so here they were standing, and I'll never forget. I looked at them, and they said, I said, why are you here? They said, God gave us your name. We were praying. We were pastors from different churches and we were praying for our nation. And God gave us your name and your address and said, go to America. Go to a particular address and ask that man to come into the nation, to speak to the nation, to bring reconciliation and transformation into the nation. I said, he gave you my address? They said, yes. Yes. They had written it down. And when they got together for the pastor's luncheon, they they swapped stories of the name and the address. I want you to know God is at work outside of your knowledge and information and abilities. Outside your circle of influence. He's already setting things up for tomorrow and the days that lie ahead. God is setting up things for your loved ones and your children. They don't even know it, but God is already at work in it. We prayed together. I said, how did you come so quickly? They said it was a miracle. We didn't have the money. People started calling and saying, God's told us that you're going to America. Within 24 hours, they had the money for the airline tickets, and they went to the embassy to get a visa. Within 24 hours, they had a visa which was never known of before. All supernatural. You see, you're more than who you think you are. You're a child of the king. The divine royalty of God is working in your behalf. Hallelujah. My friends, that royal blood flows through your innermost being because now you've become a child of God. And when you're a child of God, you are heirs to the kingdom of God. You are heirs to the glory of God. You are heirs to the majesty of God and the authority of God and the realm of God's glory around about you you're not an orphan. You've been adopted into the most glorious kingdom that there ever is. And the kingdom there is no end. Hallelujah. Oh, glorious. Hallelujah. And God is your Father. Hallelujah. You're not an orphan. So get out of the kitchen and sit in beside Him on His throne of glory. Get out of that Servant mentality. Rise up in the fullness of who you are. You're a child of God. I think we sang that. You're a child of God. Those principalities and powers tremble at your entrance. I remember getting on that plane and as we headed to Fiji and we arrived in that nation, God was already at work. And we drove in to the capital and as we drove in there were there were soldiers with their sacks and, and fortresses and, and all kinds of stuff going on. Buildings burnt. The nation in turmoil. Curfews. You could feel it in the atmosphere. But I want you to know when God puts a kingdom mandate on you, it doesn't matter the circumstances that you're walking into because God reigns. He brings those circumstances around you into alignment with God's performance in your life. You're going to see God bring alignment in this ministry here. And God directing people from all over the world to come, and they're going to be sitting where you're sitting, and they're going to be set free. They're going to be realigned, recommissioned, and some of them are going to be worn out, but God's going to re-equip them. (laughs) They're going to get retreaded. praise the Lord, by the Holy Spirit. And I remember standing as I stood in the capital and, and, and in the center of the park of Fiji, and there were hundreds that came around, and we began to speak, and the message that God spoke out of us was not premeditated, was not pre-drafted by notes or by study. It was, was drafted by the Holy Spirit, and the title of the message was Out of Turmoil, God's Gonna Birth a New Nation. You think your family's in trouble right now? I want you to know God's going to birth a new family out of you. You think physically you're in a mess? God's going to birth a new body out of you because he's your healer. (laughs) He's your deliverer. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. God, The Holy Spirit is saying this morning, you're already healed. Just turn loose of that affliction and let God have it. Because that's not your identity this morning. It's not about you to talk about it to everybody. It's already healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't hang on to it. Don't say I'm stupid. Don't say I'm weak. You're strong in the might and the power of God. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. And when people ask, how you doing? I'm doing great. (laughs) Because the kingdom is inside of me. And he is my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my peace. He's my joy. And I remember preaching that message that out of turmoil, God is going to birth a new nation. That message went to the president's ears. It went all over the nation. I remember one of the commanders of the military walked up to my wife and he said, he said, there's a curfew at seven o'clock. The lights are out. He said, I've already given the order. And he said, but I don't understand it. your husband is on the platform here. He's still speaking, and the lights are on where he's speaking all around in that park. Those hundreds of people are standing under lights. He said, I don't understand that kind of power. He said, because everything in the city is dark. My wife said, that's the Holy Spirit. Chaos may go all around you, but not hit you. Because you're in God's purpose. You're in God's plan. It was shortly after that, as, uh, after speaking a number of places in the city and in the capital, we came back to America. And it wasn't long the phone rang and it was the president of the nation. He said, Dr. List, we have had a decision. All the denominations, all the churches are coming together no squabbling no fussing and he said i met with parliament and parliament decided we're going to cover your expenses in coming to our nation and we're going to cover the expenses of the stadium and you're coming as a guest of the government of fiji will you come and i looked at my wife as i she was listening i said mr president we'll come we flew in <laughs> We flew in sitting on that plane, and I mean, we knew we were on a mission that was way beyond our own understanding and our, our comprehension and our knowledge. I want you to know, God does not reveal everything ahead of time. He just reveals enough to get your attention and to get you to walk into that dimension of His supernaturally. And I remember when we landed, we got off the plane. Here, here was the limousine waiting for us. And everybody on the plane was wondering, who in the world are you? <laughs> because we didn't go through customs. They just ushered us right down into the limousine. And there were flags on the, on the fenders. And there was police escort. And I mean, the siren went off. And here we go, going to the capital. And my wife looks at me. She said, honey, do you think they know who we are? I said, I think so, but I think God knows more who we are. I want you to know God will thrust you in the presence of leaders and nations and people of influence, and you wonder, who in the world am I? You're more than who you think you are. You have the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords inside of you, and you are his ambassador. I tell you, sometimes God goes first class. <laughs> And they ushered us into Suva, the capital. And as we got in there, into the hotel, I mean, they were jumping all over the place. And we kept scratching our head, is this real? I want you to know, God is going to do things in your life because you carry in you The divine answer and the divine message from heaven for this community and for this nation and for other nations, and God will escort you into the place where it will happen and where it will be fulfilled. Oh, glory! Hallelujah! You carry a kingdom mandate on you. Notice they knew where I lived. God knows where you abide right now. And I remember we unpacked in the hotel, and all of a sudden the phone rang and said, said, uh, will you come down to the foyer? There's a limousine waiting to take you to the president's house, and they're going to have dinner together before the meeting tonight. And I mean, my wife and I looked at each other and said, this is how it feels We met the president and he just threw his arms around us. He said, You've come at the right time, at the right moment, with God's divine message for our nation. I didn't know what I was going to speak on. So don't be surprised when you're pushed into a situation, you don't have the answers then. I didn't even have a message prepared but I want to know one thing. It had already been prepared in the realm of glory. And all I was was a vessel that that message dropped into and it flowed out. You are not the message. You are the message giver. Oh, hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit falls upon you in the prophetic realm, you are just the speaker. It comes from the realm of glory. Hallelujah. The promise of God. You say, but I don't know what to say. That's okay because at that moment the word will come forth out of you. Open your mouth and God will receive the glory. I never forget that night as we had dinner together and the president, he pulled up, he told me to sit right next to him and there's some ambassadors at the other end of the table. And he talked to me, he said, listen, tonight when we stand in the stadium and in the Capitol and you speak tonight, calling the nation to repentance, he said, he quoted the very scripture that Bob Jones, that prophet quoted to me seven years before. They didn't know each other, but it was in the heavenlies. I want you to know you'll get confirmation from the word of God, the confirmation, people that don't even know who that what you receive. God will confirm it and bring it to pass. And he said, tonight, you call this nation by television, radio, newspaper, it's all gonna be there. There were thousands in the, in the stadium, and here they were in there. I've got pictures of it. It was in the newspapers. It was all over. As the message went forth, calling Fiji to repentance, and they stood by the thousands weeping repenting before god and god brought transformation to the nation brought repentance to it from the leader to the very lowest i want you to know when the angel came to mary and said to her you you will you You've got God's attention and that you're going to have an immaculate conception. There's going to be a birthing in you. You're going to bring forth a child and his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Remember, if it is overwhelming to you, it means that God's going to do it. You you think, well, God's going to only talk to you and challenge you when you have the means to do it? (laughs) I have news for you. God knows he has the means to fulfill what he's going to speak to you to do. Many years ago, the Lord spoke to me, and I was struggling financially. I just resigned my position and stepped out in faith. And my wife says, How are we gonna make it? I said, I don't know, but God told us to do it. <laughs> I was struggling just keeping the lights on. I was even cleaning office buildings at night for a friend of mine that had a business just to help some things out. It's okay to do that. Whatever you find your hands find to do, do it with as under the Lord. Don't 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 get too uppity up, <laughs> you hear what I'm talking? Paul, he mended tents, and I remember the Lord challenged me at my greatest need, and the Lord said, Stephen, I've tried you, I've tested you, and you've been obedient, and He said, Now I give you the nations for an inheritance, and I did something out of the ordinary. I began to laugh. I don't know if it was embarrassing to God, but I know it was funny to me because when God challenged me, I'm giving you the nations and you will go to the nations around the world. I knew what it was going to cost me financially. And I started laughing because it did not compute. God will challenge you with something that will not compute with you and will not make sense to you, but God's going to bring it about. It's his problem. Ever since that moment, God miraculously has provided the funding to over 80 nations around the world, carrying the gospel every year to all these nations. And all I can stand back and say, I know it's not me. It's the divine mission of God, and we're on that path for God to fulfill his divine purpose. So take no thought of tomorrow what you shall eat or drink, for the Lord is with you. Notice the angel said to Mary, he looked at her and he spoke to her and he addressed her and he said, highly favored one of the Lord. And I imagine that Mary looked around at the you got the wrong person here. (laughs) I'm just a frail young lady who's busy getting ready to get married and that's my number one priority. But the address from heaven was correct. When God approaches you and God speaks to you, it'll be way over your head. That's okay. That's not your problem, is it? It's God's problem. Notice, the Lord is with you Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at the sayings and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. For the Lord is with you. The things that God is going to be bursting forth into this ministry don't be afraid of it. Don't run away and say, oh, it's too big for us. It's too much of a challenge. My friend, what God challenges with you, to, with you and for you, he is going to bring it about. Hallelujah. He's going to bring it about. Stop minimizing God's capacity to do great things in the midst of you. Expect big things. Be, expect the glory of the Lord every time you come in the house of the Lord to flood the place with His glory and walk out of here, transformed by the power of God. Come expecting. How's going to happen? I'm sorry to say but many times the believers we are so schooled to having every detail spoken to us and informed to us. No, it's a walk of stepping into the divine realm of God and he begins to move in that realm. It's like being invited to dinner. It's somebody's house and before you go you're saying, "Well, what are you cooking?" Why are you cooking that? I don't like that. I like this. And you're giving your menu to the person inviting you to their house. We do the same thing with God. God will surprise you. He'll ask you to lay hands on somebody when you don't have a lick of faith, as it were. You don't feel any faith. You don't feel the anointing. (laughs) And you say, me? Yes, you. Just lay your hands on them. God will challenge you. But God, you don't know. My wife just chewed me out. Or I just chewed my wife out. And you you want me to lay hands on somebody and pray for their marriage? (laughs) You hear what I'm talking about? (laughs) So many times in my walk with the Lord, there are times I haven't felt anything, but God has moved. It's not about your feelings. It's about Him. And it's about Him doing it. Oh, praise the Lord. So you just walk, keep walking, keep walking forward. And Mary said, how can this be? I don't even have a husband yet. He said, you will conceive in your womb a child. It's going to be out of wedlock. Out of the rules. Out of tradition. I want you to know, get, get ready, folks. Get ready, folks. There'll be a move of God taking place in the house of the Lord here and in, in, on the grounds when the church hasn't even started, but it'll already started it in your car when you pull up in the parking lot. It'll start in the nursery. Who knows where it will start? In the foyer. It doesn't have to be in order of everything. Watch out because when God moves, he'll move out of the ordinary. Notice when Mary she stood confused, how is this going to be happen? That's why I love about God. When it's all messy, many times I know it's God. <laughs> God has a purpose. Sometimes when I miss a flight at the airport, I said, okay, God, what you got up your sleeve? Somebody to meet. Somebody. It says, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So uh, the smooth sailing is not necessarily wrong for you. The unsmooth sailing and turmoil, it is God working his purpose out in your life. There are words that have spoken over this ministry for years. I don't know about you, but I've been hearing them in the atmosphere. There's been prayer and fasting times going on in this place, and it hasn't been in vain. So get ready. Get ready. The cup of God is full of intercession and fasting and praying and seeking the master. You say, but we are a little church here in Wilson, North Carolina. <laughs> Why, there are big ministries way out there. God chooses the small things to confound the wise. Oh, hallelujah. And what God's about to do is this is not to be made a Mecca. God's going to say thrust it forth into other communities around the world, around the nation. Get ready. Get ready for what he's doing. Notice when the power of the Holy Ghost fell in Jerusalem, it fell in the upper room, a place of banquets, a place of eating, fellowship. He didn't fall in the synagogues. Or on the sacred sites, it fell in the place of gathering. Notice what happened. What burst forth that miracle to begin was when it says, Mary, un- understanding all things, looked at the angel Gabriel and said these words, let it be to me according to the word of God. I don't understand it. I know who I am. But you're saying God's chosen me to bring the salvation of the world through me. I don't understand it. But nevertheless, let it be according to the word of the Lord. And it says the angel departed. His job was over. God is waiting for your activation of the word of God in your circumstances by you saying, I don't understand it, I don't comprehend it, I, don't, uh, I, I can't figure it out, but nevertheless, let it happen to me in my circumstances according to the word of the Lord, the promise of God. Take God's promise, strap it around you, sleep on it, walk in it, breathe in it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it will come to pass. Hallelujah. Put it inside of you. Notice what she did. And they said the angel departed. All of a sudden, Mary decided she was going to share this phenomenal word from the angel Gabriel, and she ran in and into the area where Elizabeth, her cousin, was. And as she went in there and they met together, there was a combustion of the prophetic assignment and recognition of the Word of God. And said, Elizabeth began to sing. I want you to know there are Elizabeths out there that God's already been working in, and that you're going to meet them and they're going to come into agreement with you. Yes, that's what God's been speaking to me. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're all over this place. Notice the Mary, when did Mary conceive? of the Holy Spirit, the moment she uttered the words, let it be to me according to the word of the Lord. You want God to work on your behalf? You come into agreement with what God has promised you from him, and you say, let it happen, Lord. Many times we want to dialogue with God. We want to explain to God all the circumstances about us. God, but I can't speak Jeremiah said, I'm just a young teenage boy, and I don't know how to speak. to." And God said, that's no problem. I'll touch your mouth. But they won't listen to me. Oh, yes, they will. Every excuse you offer God, God has a counter for it. So what God is saying to this morning is you're about to birth forth a glorious awakening of the Holy Spirit like it has never been known before in this community, and it will spread all over the state of North Carolina and around the world. If you just yield to the Spirit of God, hallelujah, what are you waiting on? What are you looking for? What sign? It has already been given. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel it in the atmosphere. Combustion about to break loose. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You can say, Brother Steve, I I don't know, why would God want to use me? (laughs) God will give you an assignment before he gives you the word. You hear that? Stop looking for the word before the assignment the word will become more important than the assignment. The assignment is more important to carry the word. Without the assignment, you'll have no word. I remember sitting, I flew in from Haiti, and I wanna close, I flew in from Haiti, Pensacola, Florida, a number of years ago. We had meetings in Haiti and I went to, to stay a few days with a friend of mine. And we were sitting at the table on a Friday night. And he said, Steve, what would you like to do tonight? I said, I'm open to whatever your plans are. He said, well, he said, there's a, there's a revival meeting going on in Pensacola. He said, would you like to go see it? I said, I heard something about it. I said, okay, I'll go with you. We got in the car. We drove in. And here people lined up all through the parking lot. I mean several thousand. I didn't know much about what was going on. He managed to be able to get us in the back door. And I was sitting on the second row in the front. A lady walks up to me. And I just wanted to be invisible. I just wanted to see what God was doing. And she walks up and touched me on the shoulder. She said, sir, can you follow me? you have a word for my husband and I thought I'm not here to give a word I'm just here to observe I said to Jack I said Jack who's that he said that's Pastor Kilpatrick's wife he said she moves in the gift of discernment I said oh and then she turned around she said who are you and I told her and she said well come she said, God told me, Brother List, you have a word for my husband. Well, I found out he was the pastor of Pensacola Church there. And I'm walking down the hall, David, and all these people are congregating in the hall. And they're shaking her hand, you know, and they're shaking mine. They didn't even know me. But, thank you know, they were being friendly. <laughs> and I'm walking down. And this is, this, is, this is exactly what's going on inside of my head. God, what in the world is the word? <laughs> We're getting closer and closer to his office, and I don't have beans. <laughs> Am I going to just stand there and go, ah? And she's proclaimed that I have a word from God for her husband. And I forget, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the panic mode, you know. What scripture, God, can I use? <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, whatever, you know. No, nope, that didn't work. And all of a sudden, as she opens the office door, walk in, and here's Steve Hill, the evangelist, and Brother Kilpatrick standing. And I walk in and she said to her husband, she said, This is Brother Steve List. He has a word for God from God for us. And I thought, I do. I mean, you talk about panic mode, you start sweating. And it's like something hit me, and out of me was a prophetic word of warning that get ready to move the people beyond the revival of repentance into the supernatural things of God. And Steve Hill began to cry. He said, that was the word God gave me this afternoon out under a tree in my backyard. And the Lord spoke and said, if you keep focusing on repentance, 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 because repentance is not your identity. It's the phase of God's salvation. There are deeper things that go beyond repentance into the supernatural spirit of God, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Because repentance is not the identity of this revival. It's going beyond that. And the word was, get ready to move the people beyond that into the miraculous. And Kilpatrick and Steve Hill, they got on their knees and we prayed over them. I want you to know that was a word from the Lord. They didn't heed that word. And they stayed, which was familiar, which was working. Working. What I'm saying is there comes a season for things to happen in your ministry, in your life, and don't run out that season. You keep moving to step higher into what God has for you beyond the, the first level. Because you're more than a first-level person. You're more than a first-level church. You're more than a first-level people. God wants to take you to soar into the divine realms. And what happened in Pensacola, they didn't move into that next dimension. And I sat down with Kirkpatrick and Steve Hill afterwards when things began to dissipate. And they said, we did not heed the warning of the Holy Spirit. And we paid a price for it. Why? Because others came in and decided to use their word and destroyed everything. I want you to know, why am I saying this? Because get ready, God's going to pour out a miraculous move of the Holy Spirit. Don't let man misinterpret what's going on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's spirit is moving in this place. Get ready. Regardless of how old you are, how young you are, God's spirit abides in you, and he's ageless. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't care whether you're a child or grandma or grandpa, you're never too old, never too young for the glory of the Lord to occupy your dwelling place. Glory. Hallelujah. Watch children laying hands in the nursery. Hallelujah. What's grandma and grandpa saying I can't get up, but you can just stand over me and I'll touch you. Glory, shall we stand? Oh, hallelujah. I challenge you by the authority of God that be ready at all times for God to choose and move through you. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you praise right now. Father, we're so tired of trying to do it on ourselves. We're so tired of expectation and nothing happens. God, we now cast ourselves upon you and say, Lord, let it happen according to your word. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord thank you lord oh glory hallelujah glory 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 oh give the lord praise give the lord praise hallelujah 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 glory to god hallelujah hallelujah oh glory 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 Glory. Hallelujah. The Lord is saying, don't say I cannot do it. Don't say I'm not qualified. Don't say I've not been called. Don't say I'm not strong enough. Because God's going to do it. (laughs) Glory. Grandma, you put on those shouting shoes. (laughs) Grandpa, you get on those dancing boots. Get ready to see the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Young man, young woman, God's going to be using you miraculously. Mm. Glory, glory, glory. For will I not fill the house with those children that have wandered astray? Will I not bring them into the house of the Lord? Will I not heal their afflictions? Will I not deliver them of the oppressions? Will I not give unto them the joys of heaven into their lives? For I am the Lord thy God that healeth them and healeth you. We give you thanks, Father. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. 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 There's mothers and fathers right here that are pregnant with their children that have wandered astray. And you're pregnant in those prayers. God's going to bring them into the kingdom. Glory. Hallelujah. Watch out. That phone's going to ring and say, I don't know what happened, but I met somebody and somebody said something to me that turned my life around, mom and dad. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor and glory. glory glory get ready to be refired 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 by the spirit of the lord glory 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 hallelujah 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 Get ready, get ready, get ready. The world's going to recognize that you have the the message inside of you. You have the word inside of you. Don't be embarrassed. You let it out. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, oh, Brother Steve, I haven't been to Bible college. I haven't been to all those things. I want you to know the disciples had not been to Bible college. They just walked with the master. And what he said, they repeated. (laughs) The Lord says, the Lord says, (laughs) the Lord says. And they took his word and it healed the people. It set the captives free. Open the blind eyes. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> glory, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's here this morning. Father, we call forth healing in this midst. Healing. In their homes. In Jesus' name. Pastor Dave, will you come? Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord.